Hi, we're back with another episode of the RCVS podcast. We've got a bit of a longer episode today. There's a lot to cover and there are discussions around proposed changes to CPD, interviews with two of the volunteers who are testing those changes, and an update from Doc Crichton, chair of one of the VN Futures Action Groups. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. Today I'll be talking to Christine Warman, Director of Education, and Nyla Hassanali, Senior Education Officer, about proposed changes to how vets and vet nurses approach CPD. So thanks for joining us, both of you. Um, Christine, can you please talk us through this a little bit? What exactly are the proposed changes? Okay, well, the the fundamental change is moving from an input-based to an outcome-based system of CPD. Um, And that means that actually you're putting the emphasis on the outcome of learning. What's the impact, um, more specifically, on people's day-to-day practice um, or on on their roles, rather than the inputs, which tend to be, in most systems, either counting points or counting hours, and tends to lead a bit more to a kind of tick box system whereby you you know you've done your 35 hours or what collected however many points you need to collect if you put a tick in that box and move on what we're trying to do is is move more to a system where we're focusing more on on the outcomes and actually what difference cpd is is making to to people's practice we did a lot of research um on on this um, and you know we our research, which actually was published in the the veterinary record uh, last year, um, actually demonstrated that this kind of approach to CPD is the one that tends to have the most impact on people's day to day practice in terms of improving it and and improving patient outcomes as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why we're moving down this route. Great, and there's a whole different structure to it and thinking, isn't there? Kind yes. Of cycle. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, the the sort of two main planks of it of it are a CPD cycle, which is not rocket science. It's plan, do, record, reflect. That's fairly easy to remember. Yes. Um, and then a CPD model, which we're still trying to develop, which is basically a table which gives examples of different types of CPD. We haven't quite got that right yet, and it's something that we're looking at in the pilot in terms of whether it's actually really useful to people. We've got some evidence so far that it is, but but it's not quite right in terms of the examples, and it can be confusing, and people think that they have to do things in each of the the various areas that are in the in the model, and, and that's not the case. So there's a bit more work to do on that with with the volunteers um, on the pilot at the moment. And that pilot was started after initial consultation, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was. We, we had a big consultation exercise and we got over 3,000, well over 3,000 responses, which was wonderful response to, to, the, to the consultation on this. Um, I'm very grateful to everybody that took the time to, uh, to, to respond. Um, and it, it showed uh, quite a lot of worries with, um, you know, sort of with what we were proposing. Particularly, um, people were worried that this was going to be more time consuming. They were particularly worried about the reflective element of it. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that we were going to generate more bureaucracy and that it was, this was going to take a, a, a lot more time. And, and vets and vet nurses are obviously very busy people. They're not desk-based 
people um, and you know they, they don't have lots of time at their disposal to, to write things down and record things um, and there were, there were lots of worries um, expressed to us through that consultation um, and that's what we're, we're trying to address um, through this process. And are there any other regulations that use the same kind of approach? Yeah, there are. I mean, in fact, we're, we're, we're kind of behind the curve on this one, uh, to be honest. Um, the solicitors, oh, number of years ago had a big consultation and then they've now moved completely to an outcomes-based system. And in fact, they're at the really extreme end of it, if you like. They, they, they've done away with their hour requirement and they're literally just recording and reflecting and, and everybody has a completely free hand as to what, what CPD is. But a lot of other professions have moved down this route or are moving down this route because the evidence is just in, incontrovertible um, that actually if you're looking for impact on practice, which at the end of the day is what CPD is about, it's about continuing to learn learn and, and actually enjoying that learning and getting the maximum out of that learning, then, then this is the way to go. Right, so how would this work kind of in practice? Would it be something where you discuss it with your team or your manager or...? Yeah, ideally yes. Mm -hmm. I mean if you've got an appraisal system, you're halfway there, <laughs> really. Um, because one of the things we find that with the current system, although if you're using our um, electronic uh, PDR recording system, there is a planning tool in there, but it's yes, not yeah. terribly well used. Yeah. Um, and the, the planning part of this you can do as part of an appraisals process, or in fact at any time, just because you plan CPD doesn't mean that you, can, you don't uh, take advantage of any unplanned CPD. We, we all know that lots of things happen during a, a working year and more interesting things come along or you change your mind about something or you know you go in a slightly different direction and that's fine. It's a cycle. You can come into it at any point. It's mm -hmm. not a linear process. Um, and I think that was another worry that people worried about. You know, you make a plan and then you that's absolutely rigid and set in stone. That's not the, the case at all. And, and neither is it the case that we're trying to uh, be more prescriptive about vet, what vets and vet nurses do as their CPD. That's absolutely not the case. We, we, you know, that there will still be a matter of individual judgment for vets and vet nurses to make about what their learning needs are. Um, but a bit more planning and, and thinking about um, CPD and what learning you want, uh, whether it's clinical, whether it's non-clinical, whether it's aspirational actually, you know, it's that there's a role you want to move into and you want to learn something more about it, or whether you just have an area that you love and you want to do more of it. That kind of planning process, again, evidence kind of shows can be really helpful to people in thinking about what they want to do in terms of their own development. So when the first volunteers as part of the pilot actually started doing this in Isla, what did they make of it? What kind of responses did you see? Well, overall we had quite positive responses. We had 115 veterinary professionals, both veterinary surgeons and veterinary nurses, uh, want to come on board, 60 of which we invited to the college and done an induction day. Um, I guess, given the sample, we do see it, it's still quite a small sample, hence why we are actually extending the pilot. During the consultation period, there was a lot of worry about the new type of CPD outcome-based model being quite onerous on, a, on an individual. But actually, after consultation, having 
again um, gained feedback from our volunteers and from our um, those who took part in the pilot, um, we realised that actually this wasn't the case and the general feel had actually moved um, quite away from this. Um, we were also able to supply volunteers and um, those who took part with an app which actually helped and given that there is an app it meant that these volunteers could record on the go both verbally by inputting a, a voice input um, system of what they had learnt and also being able to take pictures of certificates and what they were doing. So overall if we start moving forward in this way we're going to this will be very beneficial and Will's going to try and figure out how this can actually link to the PDR so that way there's no double recording going on. Alright, so is that app going to be available in the long term to everybody? We are working with the developers and we're also working with our internal IT team so I'll just say watch this space and hope it's <laughs> <right> to come. <laughs> right, these things are always a bit unpredictable. Indeed. Right, so um, now we've opened it up for a second pilot. Um, how would people get in touch if they want to be involved, um, either as a vet or a vet nurse? If you're a vet or vet nurse, we welcome you to join us. Uh, we have had quite a lot of in, um, interest uh, today and we're looking for more. Like I said, we've got quite a small sample. We'd like to gain more feedback just to make sure we are doing the right thing, we're going in the right direction and we're catching up with other organisations and professionals. If you want to get in touch, please do. Um, you can reach me on um, our web, our email actually, sorry, and it's at cpd at rcvs.org.uk. So if you'd like to be involved with shaping the future of CPD, do get in touch. Indeed. And thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. Hi, I'm now here with some of the volunteers for the CPD project. So if you could please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you found it. I'm Jenny Ward. I'm a veterinary nurse. Um, and I just wanted to get involved in the project to try and improve it for the future um, to make it easier for people coming into the industry and also people that are already in the industry to make it more time, um, less time consuming. Brilliant and how have you found the whole kind of new approach to it so with the kind of reflection built into the cycle? Uh, so I found the reflection really good, it's made me think about the CPD that I want to do um, in more in depth mm. and I've managed to focus my CPD on areas that I wouldn't have normally probably chosen. Oh that's brilliant, so do you have a specific focus that you really want to build on now? So I wanted to improve my anaesthetics um, mm. so that I was more confident and I felt more able to, to provide the best anaesthesia possible um, and I, by reflecting on my CPD I've taken part in I feel I've improved it a lot. Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks so much for talking to us. No problem. <laughs> okay, I'm Julie Kayser. I'm a vet development manager for Independent Vet Care. Um, have been for the last year. Um, and I joined the CPD pilot because obviously my whole job is about CPD and I wanted to do it as well as we possibly could. Okay, and you mentioned that you've actually rolled this out to a lot of your colleagues. Yeah, mm. the, the academies that we run, we've actually embedded this reflection um, within, you know, the, the planning and reflection part within the uh, process so that everyone knows we will come back and see what, how you've developed in the last month when we next see them. So it's been really useful for that. Oh, that's great. And how have they found it? Has there been any resistance to the new system? No, it's been really, really good, actually, because they've come back with some really um, good ideas, which we then share with the group, you know, at, at the beginning of the next session of training, so that um, it's really helped them 
embed what they're doing. Um, and similarly, on our Grad Academy programme, the clinical coaches ask the problem, ask the, what have you learned on that CPD to actually make it a meaningful um, event. If that makes sense, with a really good like learning outcome. So, all good. That's wonderful, and I presume there's a whole variety. Is this clinical and non-clinical? It's mostly clinical, um, but we do do. Uh, the, the, uh, sorry, the aspects that I do for vets and nurses um, are clinical, but we've also got the clinical director, uh, the sort of partners of, of the practices, and the, there's a leadership program as well. So we do cover the non-clinical. So yeah, we, we do all sorts of different um, ways of, of ensuring from receptionists to partners of the practice they all reflect. On what they've learned so they actually have a full <laughs> development process so it's, it's really good and it, it's really the, the pilots allowed me to roll that out across the whole of independent vet care which is really really good That's okay well thanks for talking to us thank you earlier in the year i talked to the chairs of the vn futures action groups and we'll be publishing those talks over the next few podcast episodes first up is doc Crichton, chair of the post-registration qualification action group Hi, I'm here with Doc Creighton. She is part of our VN Futures Action Group and working with the Post-Registration Qualification Action Group. She has been a veterinary nurse for 27 years and has worked in practice for 14 of those years. And here she's just going to talk us through a little bit of what her group has been doing for the past year. Thanks for joining us. Lovely. Thanks, Anna. Um, so, yes, we've been quite busy. We've had about four uh, meetings since the group formed. And we've been tasked with um, looking at the development of advanced practitioner qualifications and statuses for veterinary nurses, and also to develop an evidence-based resources for veterinary nursing. So very much about the career progression side of things. Um, we basically took, first of all, a look at the existing diploma in advanced veterinary nursing, had a look to see what did work and what hasn't worked. Um, and also uh, have a good look as well at the UK qualifications framework. We also took a look at the development frameworks for, um, in particular, the College of Paramedics and the Advanced Nursing, Midwifery and Allied Health Professions um, for both Scotland and Wales. So that was really useful. Then we uh, started building our own framework, taking into account the UK qualification framework, but also some of the group's brief market research on current uh, VN graduate programmes. Um, we were also very mindful that the framework needed to be clearly understood by colleagues both inside and outside the veterinary profession. So obviously we have a number of employers who are not uh, vets and also the need perhaps for transfer, uh, transferable skills if the nurse decided to actually leave the profession. Um, bearing in mind that there's all, um, all uh, a framework for vets already in place with certificates um, that can go on to um, having an advanced practitioner status and then of course a diploma and then specialist status, there's very much a need there for vets to be able to understand any frame that we develop for veterinary nurses themselves. Um, another difficulty which had to be overcome was um, making sure that this framework was accessible for all levels of entry onto the VN register. So bearing in mind that our Diploma Veterinary Nurses come in at level three, our um, Foundation Degree come in at level five, and our Degree come in at level six. And before starting on any um, sort of further uh, framework, we wanted to make sure that um, there was sufficient time in practice and have a need for core modules for each of the groups as well. So it covered things like research skills and personal and professional development. 
Um, we also took into account the current diploma in advanced veterinary nursing nurses who are clearly still working at this level rather than just actually carrying the qualification without actually doing any sort of further work in that specific area and alongside them as well um, there's a, a small but um, very well formed group of UK veterinary uh, tech specialists um, who have these further um, status um, in a number of different um, fields, um, anaesthesia, analgesia, um, emergency critical care, nutrition, behaviour, there's, there's quite a lot. So being able to recognise the work that those groups have already done um, was really important to us as well. Um, looking at a framework which covers hopefully veterinary nursing in most of the areas, so that will be clinical nursing primarily, but also research, teaching and management um, was uh, the plan to fill that into the framework, um, but to have a clear uh, career development to motivated, motivating uh, registered veterinary nurses into studying their area of interest to a higher level. Now, keeping RVNs in the profession through a recognition of higher study and specialist skills was definitely important, and by virtue of them doing this, then the plan is that um, naturally they become ambassadors of the profession and whereby inspiring the next generation. So the upshot of it all is that basically we need some sort of recognisable, recordable qualification, um, which can be either a generalist um, or perhaps more specialised options, and then also to be having a position to award renewable statuses, um, but also to pick up parts of the framework as perhaps modules of CPD rather than having to do the entire course. Um, the status option um, would require a similar sort of standards of um, entry to what happens with vets at the minute, so an increased amount of um, CPD specific to that area of interest for the nurse, um, references um, uh, to name but a few, and to be able to then carry um, this status title um, and have it uh, renewed um, with proof, as it were, every five years. So again, just going down the same route as VETS. So we also wanted a structure that encourages advanced learning and ultimately specialisms in the area of designation, which would be really exciting, um, and also advance our veterinary nursing practice as we know it now, so encouraging and increasing sources of evidence-based veterinary nursing um, for another thing. So we basically have come up with um, a framework which um, starts after you qualify with um, a short period in practice, that's still to be um, decided whether we want one year or two years. Um, but then to go on to um, a certificate in advanced veterinary nursing. Um, so this would be more appropriate for nurses who are level three diploma holders or um, perhaps a foundation degree level fives. Um, certificate in advanced veterinary nursing could um, then carry post nominals of CERT AVN or if you're actually going to take it um, in a particular subject area then it would be CERT AVN with that designation in brackets. And then uh, the next level up would be the postgraduate certificate from advanced veterinary nursing or again if it's with a designation then postgraduate certificate in advanced veterinary nursing designation in brackets so PG CERT AVN would be the proposed lettering for that. Um, and then after that, because this is a higher level qualification, this is where we'd look to giving a status to nurses which apply after they've completed their postgraduate certificate in advanced veterinary nursing. So how that could look would be very similar to the, how the vets have at the minute and nurses could carry um, the title of RCVS advanced veterinary nursing practitioner in perhaps emergency critical care or whichever area. Um, so that part is just a status rather than actual qualification. 
So quite exciting um, with our framework. This is going to be going out to consultation hopefully in January. Um, and then um, we just like as many people as possible to feedback. And then we can take that back to the working party and um, have a look at it and uh, push on. And then finally, um, part of the other working, uh, the other uh, remit of the working party was to develop an evidence-based resources for veterinary nurses. So our CVS knowledge have already been busy building pages um, on their website under the heading of evidence-based veterinary nursing. Um, there's guidance on there, reference information, blogs to introduce evidence-based veterinary nursing, um, a VN knowledge group and even an evidence-based veterinary nursing Facebook support group has been formed. So there's plenty going on there. We discussed sort of the ultimate aim of having a one-stop shop to find all the relevant veterinary nursing research um, to have it all in one place, um, more than likely just with showing the title, author, um, abstract, and then the source of where to actually find the full piece of work. Um, rather than actually having it open to all, it would be through the RCVS Knowledge Library membership or through whichever institution um, the nurse would probably be with whilst actually studying for one of these qualifications. So yes, really exciting times, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what the outcome of January's um, survey on the profession will be. Thanks. Thank you all very much for listening, and please remember to email cpd at rcvs.org.uk if you'd like to take part in the CPD pilot.